Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say I have Jamie here, the owner of Red Pick Media. Jamie, how are you doing? Doing great, mate. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Jamie, let's start off the show. As always, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. So Jamie Costello, I'm the owner of Red Pick Media. We are a lead generation lead generation agency uh, now in the fitness industry. So we scale up gyms, online coaches um, through an automated system using paid advertising that pretty much takes all the, the pain and effort away from them, uh, allows them to kind of focus on their own business and scale up using some pretty savvy digital marketing. Um, that's our business. Um, wasn't always like that. We did start off as a, as a very general agency. Um, we're pretty new. It's a COVID business. So it started off from necessity. Um, when a couple of travel plans went awry, I was, uh, I've worked in marketing for years and years. Um, not years and years. I'm not, I'm not old and gray or anything yet. <laughs> I'm still in my twenties, <laughs> but I've always worked in marketing. Um, and decided to pack it in in 2020 and go traveling for a year or two. Um, and just when my plane was about to <laughs> take off, uh, all planes were, were grounded. So um, rather than going back to, to kind of the roles that I were in, I just thought it was the best opportunity to actually start my own business. And a marketing agency made sense. Um, and I'm sure kind of, as you know, or as your listeners know, when you start off and, and you're on your own and you're a glorified freelancer you're all things to all people you're you're you'll take any work that comes your way and it works for a little while until you can't scale a system like that um, and that's what we did at the start we had i don't know six or seven different services from seo to paid ads to organic social to videography photography graphic design web design we were just doing way too many things uh, for way many for way too many different industries way too many different types of clients um and it just came to a point where, you know, it, it made sense to, to actually scale back, start saying no to some things and just start to get really, really good at one thing. And that was for us, um, paid advertising into uh, funnel building, um, into scaling uh, fitness businesses. So that's what we ended up doing. Um, and that's how we've actually scaled pretty nicely over the last year and a half um, in that area. Uh, myself, I'm uh 28 year old i'm from galway i've studied in in uig i've studied in new york for a brief stint Uh, and yeah like i said always worked in marketing so uh relatively new to growing my own business uh, but thankfully all is going well so jamie what would you see is your main strength at the moment in digital yeah so our main strength is is paid is paid advertising um but it i suppose it doesn't stop there if you're if your advertising stops at the advertising point it's not really going to be very good. So it's what happens after there. That is also our strength. So we have built out a CRM uh, that's basically an automated system for our clients that our advertising runs into. Um, So we run ads to funnels that we know convert highly. uh, And from there, all the leads that go through that funnel are put into a certain pipeline. Uh, They're followed up with automatically through SMS, through email, um, and basically funneled into the point where for our clients, they're either showing up to the gym or they're showing up to a sales consultation if it's an online coach, something like that. So our main strength is obviously advertising. Um, 
into kind of funnel building, funnel hacking, and all the tracking, analytics, and kind of data and insight that you can pull from from doing stuff like that. So that's definitely where our strength is at the moment. That's pretty much all we're doing at the moment. That's brilliant. And to to kind of dive into all those different areas, when you say paid, you mean Google, Facebook, those kind of paid centers, or something else? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, we have we have tested dozens of different advertising platforms, strategies, everything. Um, and I think there is a place for everything for us in terms of profitability for the client. Facebook and Instagram ads still come out on top. Um, so that's what we lean into the most. Um, there are places and times that we, we run Google ads for, for clients as well, but we just lean into what works best for the client every time. And still, uh, that is Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, so a couple of different types of ads that we would run there. Funnily enough, feed ads still work the best on Facebook and Instagram story ads are the ones that we would always go with. Um, but we're a lead gen agency. So, you know, advertising in lead gen, it's not as complicated as ecom. Um, so it's relatively kind of simple stuff. It's simple ads, the ones that tend to work best, nothing overly complicated. But like I said, for us, it's getting somebody to land on our funnel page uh, where all the good stuff happens. You know, people get caught up with advertising a lot uh, and think that it your advert has to sell your product or service it doesn't you know your ad has one job and that's to sell a click um, and then your funnel page has one job and that's to sell a submission or to sell a uh, you know a form submission or, or to, to do something else in terms of a call to action selling your product or service at least for our clients happens when the person is either in the gym or on the sales call with a client so people get caught up with advertising a lot the job of an advert has one job and that's to sell a click it's what happens after that um where all the fun parts starts i guess and, and where all a lot of the really important stuff can happen as well so that that's where we are brilliant and in terms of lead gen then is there anything you lean on for those appointment bookings or uh, those kind of softwares is there anything that you suggest for your clients or anything you work with yeah i mean you know we're a lead gen agency and obviously we do that for our clients, but we also do a huge amount of it for ourselves. Um, and I think any business should, because yeah, I mean, especially in the agency area, if, if you're an agency owner that struggles to get bookings, you will obviously struggle to get business. Um, appointments means sales calls, means new clients basically is, is how it works. Um, so there's a lot of different stuff we do for us. Um, for our agency, we, we do a huge amount of cold email, but we do it very, very well. Um, we use a couple of different softwares, I guess, um, in that outreach um, effort. So we use Loom a lot, which is your video recording software that you can embed onto your email. You can also embed it as a as a GIF, so a little moving image that goes into our outreach emails. Um, and without getting too far into it, we, we run some very, very customized um, outreach emails that are uh, done at scale um so it's 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 a pretty big operation but loom is behind a huge amount of that um and then obviously all the tracking and stuff we pretty much do manually um we don't use any sort of automation email or automation software for email because it's just going to ruin your deliverability google picks up on it too fast so it is a bit of a manual process but there are ways of getting savvy with it to uh scale it up uh, and it can be done through, well, we use a lot of our virtual assistants, stuff like that, that can um, basically blast this stuff out uh, at a very customized level, 
like I said, at mass. Um, so we use Loom a lot, uh, other sort of stuff that we would use. We do, we do a lot of outreach on Instagram. It's where a lot of our target market will lie. Um, and that's just one thing that you need to figure out um, when you're talking about lead gen is, is where to find the guys that you're going after, uh, how to speak to them in the way that they want to be spoken to, um, how you can do it at mass and how you can track everything uh, in terms of figuring out what's working and what's not working. Uh, so we run tests you know, every single month in terms of the copy that we're using, the loom that we're using, the script that we're using, um, the outreach method, uh, just to try and figure out which one really is working the best. So I suppose they're the only softwares that we're using um, for outreach. But yeah, like I said, I wouldn't recommend using any sort of automation software for email um, just because your deliverability is going to go, yeah, going to go through the floor. Yeah, really well said. And in terms of your reporting, is there any particular softwares you use to report back at the end of the day? Yeah, so again, very good question. It depends what we're reporting on. Um, but again, all of our reporting will be done manually. It's not a huge task. If you have you know, your Google Sheets or, or your Excel Sheets um, formatted and laid out, um, it's very, very easy to do it. So we will do it for ourselves. We will do it for all of our clients. So any client that we have gets all the reporting done for them. So we can find out, um, let's say in terms of advertising, uh, ad spend, impressions, reach, clicks, leads, sessions booked, trial started, show ups, no shows, um, units sold, lifetime value, cash taken. Um, what happens when you track every single one of those things uh, individually is you start to see where the bottlenecks are in your outreach methods, right? So if your clicks aren't there, you know it's an issue with your ads. If your leads aren't there, but your clicks are, you know it's an issue with your landing page. Um, if your show ups aren't there, your follow up isn't working. So that's what happens when you can get that uh, detailed into your tracking. And that's probably the reason we do it all manually as well. We just can't leave that type of thing up to chance because for us, it's actually what makes us stand out a lot as an agency because we've worked with a lot of clients that have worked with other agencies um, and that level of detail just isn't there. And when it's not there, you don't know what's working. And if you can't take out every single variable and look at it on its own, you're not going to know which one changes. Um, and a lot of people will start to change a couple of different variables at the same time. So they'll change their ad copy and they'll change their image and they'll change the funnel page and they'll see their leads go up. But now you don't know what has made that uh, change happen because you've changed a couple of different things at a time. So we just use a scientific approach of using um, testing and retesting, but changing one variable at a time. Um, and that's how you start to see what, what works. Um, so again, we just do it all manually. We do it through sheets. Um, obviously, we use Facebook, uh, Facebook's ad manager to try and track a lot of stuff. But I'm sure as everybody knows, <laughs> listening to this, that's not the most um, accurate reporting <laughs> method at the moment. Um, so look, there's other things, Google Analytics, Tag Manager, stuff like that that we use. But really what it breaks down to is knowing your variables, um, being able to track them all. Uh, and like I said, we just do it manually. So we make sure that we get it right. Really well said. And the way you kind of broke that down between clicks, leads, follow up, it's all straightforward stuff. And you're right. It's amazing how many uh, businesses overlook these kind of factors and, and like you say, change up everything. Jamie, in terms of yourself, is there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into and why? Yeah, good question again. So for myself, it's actually trying to get better at management and people management 
hiring um, because I suppose like we've mentioned, when you start off on your own, that's not an issue and you can get very, very good at what you do. But to scale a business, I, I think any business that scales is not scaling their product or their service. Um, any business that tries to scale has to become almost a HR business or a hiring business. You have to get good at that. You have to be able to uh, teach somebody else to do what you know how to do. Um, and that becomes very hard, right? Because you can train a VA or, or somebody like that to do a very specific job um, that can be done kind of over and over again. But when you start to scale a business, you have to start hiring people and teaching them how to use critical thinking and making their own decisions and being able to put them in front of your clients um, and being confident that they can that they can deliver as well. Uh, so for myself, um, growing a business, it's trying to upskill in that area of management, hiring, uh, and understanding you know communication between people. Um, and I think, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, it's I think it's a hard one to learn without actually doing it. It's like like learning to swim by reading a book. I think you actually just have to start getting out there, hiring people, maybe making mistakes and failing fast and, and moving on to the next uh, the next test. Um, but for, for me, for our business at the moment, that's that's kind of where I think we need to, to get better at. Um, otherwise, it's hard to scale. You know, unless you can put the right people in the right places, you're going to be trading your own time for money uh, time and time again. And if you continue to do that, there's, there's no scale there. Um, you'll just have a job not a business um so for me that's one area that i'm really trying to to figure out really trying to get a little bit better at um because yeah like i said to scale a business i think that's that's one of the most important parts that's it and i think a lot of us that have been in the industry quite a while we're, we're built on a lot of our failures and overspend here or a mistake here or a copy mistake here and even though when you're training new members of staff and you're trying to teach them your mistakes there has to be an area for them to make their own mistakes and, and embrace failure and, and work with it um, as much as you can help. I suppose you have to earn those stripes, don't you? Like 100%. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely spot on at that. Um, I think an area when I, when I talk again about, let's say, hiring and training is training somebody's um, mindset to accept the failure, right? Because I see failure as a very, very good thing. Um, you know, we do a lot of outreach, like I said, somebody gets back to me and says stop emailing me um leave us alone somebody that is emotional about business could really take that to heart whereas for me and for us that's a good sign that means we don't have to follow up that person anymore and we can move on to the next one um so it's just learning to accept the failure i guess and see it as a good thing that i think is, is extremely important um i heard i heard someone say something quite quite good the other day that when you find yourself saying something negative to say nine positive things about the same thing okay so um yeah it's just learning to actually see failures as a positive um that i think gets gets very very important and if you can train your staff to do the same thing within reason um i think you'll end up with a pretty dynamic staff that can that can think critically and, and think laterally and and solve problems and kind of move on without the emotional side um because once you start getting emotions involved it's you're on a race to the bottom essentially exactly and jamie looking at the digital industry as a whole is there anything that really excites you uh, that's coming maybe in the future 
it's an interesting one. You know what I mean? It is an interesting one. I think for for any advertising agency out there, it's it's going to be whether or not this uh, metaverse thing really, really takes off and what is advertising going to look like there. Um, that's going to be a very, very interesting one. I don't know enough about it to say if it's really going to take off to the point where Meta or Facebook is saying that it will. If it does, it'll be a very, very interesting space to advertise in. Um, I have no idea what that's going to look like. The other area, I suppose, for me that, that is actually exciting is is online education, um, course building, um, people selling online courses. I mean, obviously, it's skyrocketed. Um, and I just think that it's very exciting because I think it's the right way to go in terms of, of education. Um, I was always like very entrepreneurial when I was a very small kid. You know, I started off, my first business was selling burn CDs, right? When, on the, you know, in school, my older brother learned how to burn CDs. So my thing was, right, take an audit, take a stock take of every CD we have in the house and then bring that list to school and, and sell burn CDs to my friends. Um, that stopped pretty quickly when I sold a, a copy of 50 Cents get Richard died trying to the wrong kid and his parents heard it. But I always found that going through um, standard traditional education kind of dampened my creativity a little bit. You learn how to be a, an employee. Um, and I think the rise of kind of online education and, and being able to get specific to learn a topic that you really want to learn and become an expert in one thing is huge. You know what I mean? It's absolutely huge. Um, being you're never going to earn as much as a generalist as you are as somebody that's um, specific in what they do. Um, you know, a brain surgeon learns uh, earns an awful lot more than a general uh, practitioner. If you can get specific, if you can learn things um, in detail on a topic, you can charge a lot more money. Um, so the, the rise of this kind of online education and, and selling courses and selling platforms or selling, um, yeah, selling online courses, I think is very, very interesting. It's something that I do want to get into. Uh, in terms of building a course that could potentially help my clients um, use it as an upsell um, and just provide a lot more value. So I think that's huge. I, I really, really do. I've done some amazing courses myself. Um, for anybody that's kind of listening to this, that is an agency owner, there is a course out there that has helped me scale rapidly. And just a, a simple plug, it's, it's uh, the Imperium Agency Incubator. The guys are amazing. Um, helped us scale, but... Again, it's an online course that's very specific, very targeted to one thing, and it's helping you grow your agency. Um, so that's something that excites me a lot, um, and I think it's it's something that's going to continue to grow. And lastly, Jamie, you've touched on yourself a little bit there, but we always try and understand the people behind these businesses and roles. If you could bottle up one personality trait that you have that you would love to be able to pass on to others, what what would it be? Yeah, it's a good question and it's an easy one for me and it's it's work ethic. Um, it's 100%, I believe, the most important trait uh, that I have that I think was passed to me by my parents. Um, like I've called, uh, my business called Red Pick Media, named after my dad's red pickup truck, which was kind of a piece of crap, but never actually gave up on him, never stopped working every single morning, brought him to work. And they're, they're, my parents are two of the hardest working people I know. So work ethic was passed down to me, but... I think it is probably one of the most important things that you can have if you're trying to grow a business. Um, and you know, it breaks down into a couple of different things. It's it's consistency, it's drive, it's um, it's it's a couple of different things, but without it, I think you're not gonna get anywhere because again, you'll probably get emotional or you'll have motivation for a little while and your motivation will, will 
dip as motivation does. And if you don't have consistency and if you don't have a goal, so you obviously need a goal to orient yourself towards because when your motivation eventually does dip without a goal, you have nothing to orient yourself towards. So, you know, he with, what is that saying? He with a big enough why can bear any how. So if you have a goal, that's that's part of what your work ethic can be based off of. Um, if you have consistency, knowing that you should be making good, making work the goal, making good work the goal. Um, and if you make good work the goal every single day and stay consistent at that, you'll eventually reach your, you know, capital G goal, you know? So if you make really good work, said. a small G goal, um, yeah, and and make, you know, your main goal, the capital G goal, consistency, work ethic, drive, um, will eventually get you there. Jamie, what a brilliant way to end the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, definitely anyone listening, check out Red Pig Media. And yeah, first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you from everyone. Thank you very much for sharing your insights. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Mate.